Welcome to The Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us. Hey, Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 45, A Happier, Healthier You. To learn more about us in the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. So today's episode, A Happier and Healthier You, is really a you know a little look back at uh, some of the basics um, of wellness and, and uh, just kind of talk about how do you get to that place? How do you get to the, the happier, healthier you? Yeah. Well, we definitely thought too, that it was kind of time for a refresher. Cause I think that, you know, a lot of times over the course of time, we start to slowly sometimes get out of our good habits, our routines, you know, and, and I think a lot of times we really just kind of lose focus on ourselves. And, um, so I think it's a, a good thing to kind of do a little refresher and, and, you know, go back to the basics and, and refocus on, you know, all of the core pieces of what wellness is and taking care of ourselves. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's amazing to me how fast, um, it is to lose focus and lose those routines and, um, those habits. Um, you know, even me personally, I, you know, I did a a ride back in November and easily have spent the last, six or seven months kind of just in between, in between phase and out of my routines. And, um, so I think it's something that, you know, talking about finding that, um, good balance is, is something that's, it's a constant thing to make sure that you're reanalyzing and keeping yourself focused and on track. Yeah. Well, it it is just crazy how quickly you can fall out of something. And I think a lot of times it's, you know, um, you know, any life changes, can kind of spur those moments up. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times just, I think really just kind of complacency, you know, we get so into our routine and then just slowly over the course of time, you know, we start to make tiny little changes, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And before you know it, you know, the routine and, you know, wellness points that we were good at doing were, you know, all of a sudden we're not doing them at all. Yeah. I think, you know, looking at my experience and like working out and then kind of having routines and stuff, it feels like me personally, when I sometimes or often when I try to take a break or, um, take a rest, I'm not good at it. Cause I feel like when I do rest, that's when I lose all my routines and it takes me forever to get back into them. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, like some of the big things that I think, really cause it is like, like I said, any big life changes, sometimes that can really throw things out of whack, but sometimes it's as simple as I caught a cold and, you know, now all of a sudden I'm not, you know, waking up at the same time or I'm not doing my breakfast when I normally would, or I'm not going to the gym, you know, and then, then when you're starting to feel better, you know, you've kind of almost had a weird little reset and Mm -hmm. you got to get back to, your normal routine, but you've already kind (laughs) of, you know, 
boogered it up a little bit, I guess. Yeah. So it, it just getting back to it is often, I guess, really easier said than done sometimes, you know? And, um, so yeah, so that's kind of, you know, what we wanted to talk about today is, is really getting back to some of the basic stuff, what that looks like, the various, you know, um, wellness points that, that are, you know, kind of a hot focus item for most people and, and some really good things that, um, everybody can try and focus on, um, more if you're already focused on them or start looking at focusing on if you're not already. So, yeah, I think, you know, kind of to start out, I think, um, you know, the first, first area to look at is really kind of making a plan, um, on where you're, you want to go and, and kind of setting some goals so you can, uh, you know, give yourself an expectation on where you want to go and then, you know, make that plan on how you're going to get there. Um, I think for me, every time I'm starting out again, uh, which is, you know, there's always this cycle, I think that I've, that I've gone through personally, um, definitely making a plan helps, but I think also making sure that the plan has expectations that are realistic. Um, you know, when I was younger and I came out of college sports, um, I can remember I had a big gap in between really any kind of fitness plan or health plan or wellness plan, period. And I remember always going to the gym and trying to do what I used to do years ago, and it would just kind of tear me down mentally because, you know, you get upset, you can't do what you used to do. And then it takes away from the positivity and the, the ability to, I think, grow and move forward, move back to what you were going to do or what you used to do. So I think, you know, when making that plan and setting those goals, it's very important that we are realistic with ourselves on where we are. You know, even if we, you know, you want to be at that prime level of um, operation, but you may not be there and have to take little steps to get there again. Yeah, no, and, and that's such a good point, Josh, because I think that, you know, like, when I start t talking about like maybe my goals and dreams for life, you know, I'm always one of those like shoot for the stars, right? Cause you know, even if you don't get exactly what you were shooting for, hopefully you overshot, you know, maybe a more realistic goal. But I think that when we're talking about wellness and, and, and fitness and, and creating a routine and stuff, we do, we have to, we have to be very realistic with it. And it's not really a time to necessarily shoot for the moon, you know, type of thing. Um, we need to really be realistic about what our capabilities are, our, our schedule and timing, because a lot of wellness too. I mean, the reality is, is that some things within the wellness spectrum, I think are going to take some time and effort, right? Um, and other things might take a lot less effort, but overall, the whole point of wellness is to get you to a, a good operational level, to be at a good mental state, a good physical and healthy state. And so some of it does require a lot more effort than others, but um, ultimately it shouldn't be putting you in a, in a spot where you are overworking yourself, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, I, you talk about setting extremely high goals and I do the same thing. Um, the only thing I, I do try to do is combat some of that with 
intermittent goals too along the way to kind of keep you going. Because the hard thing is when you set those big lofty goals and then it takes time, right? I mean, it can take astronomical amounts of time. So being able to have those little kind of checkpoints as you go through it um, can really help you not become as discouraged or lose interest almost. Yeah. And I think that's why though, when we talk about wellness setting, you know, that shoot the moon or shoot for the moon type of thing is just not great for wellness stuff. I mean, you know, if you get to that point, awesome. But, but you know, when we are talking about your life goals, dreams, things like that, I think that's the time to do that type of stuff. But, but when you're talking about your wellness journey, I think that setting very realistic attainable goals is, is one of the keys. And really though, when we start talking about that, planning and goal setting is one of the the biggest things that you can do because if we just kind of run out willy nilly and we have no idea what we're doing or what we're trying to attain or achieve with our wellness, then we're probably going to kind of get lost in the weeds. And so I think setting a goal for yourself and, you know, trialing it and seeing how things feel and, and really getting a feel for what it is that's going to best suit you is a good idea. Just because you set a goal doesn't mean that it can't be revisited, reframed, refocused. Um, but but getting a goal to start with is a is a great idea, and and planning and trying to figure out, you know, what what your wellness journey should look like. Yeah, I think when you you know you talk about the planning side of it, really, what is it going to take to accomplish my goal? And um, you know, one of the tools. I think to use during that phase is really setting up good routines in your schedule um, to allow you to work on your goal and work on your plan um, is very beneficial. There's a multitude of tools you can use to set good routines. Um, I mean, there's apps out there that you can help schedule workouts and schedule your day. But I think using really using some form of a calendar is really beneficial to, you know, time block or, or uh, mark out that time. So you make sure it's accounted for and not, doesn't get lost in that, you know, hope of, I want to get more active or get better with my fitness without any plan. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, I think that another key point when, you know, when we start talking about setting goals and then ultimately creating a good routine, um, for yourself is to really kind of like fine tune your priorities. Um, I think that, you know, in life things get so chaotic sometimes and busy and, and what have you. I think it's, it's really good to like actually look at, at your priorities and list them out too. like figure out for yourself. Like, you know, if you can't get everything in, you know, because you know, the whole idea of a routine is so that you can get in this stable mode of operations where you're getting the most important things for you in every day or every week, whatever that looks like. But if you don't prioritize, you know, you're probably going to be kind of coming at this blind in a sense. And, and you're probably going to find it fairly difficult to actually get your routine set you know, in a manner which works well for you. And yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that's really interesting to me is that I always feel like when I get busy or I don't plan as well, the areas that I sacrifice are always me. 
Yeah. Um, it seems like human nature leads to, you know, you let go of the things you need maybe for your wellness or your, your self-care um, first rather than really protecting that and making sure that um, that that time is not forgiven. I think it's always given away and, and, you know, things come up with work or families or whatever it might be, but it's just really it's fascinating to me that, you know, even me personally, that's what I seem to give up first. And I know how beneficial it is to have it. And it's just, it's almost easy because I don't know why it's easy. Maybe because it's, it's just giving it up with yourself instead of having to work with other exterior circumstances to, to find time or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, first off, that's an amazing point because, because it's so true. And I think that that right there kind of hits the nail on the head, though, as to why a lot of times we start to fall out of our wellness path anyway, you know, and we start to let things go is because, you know, and I don't know, this is just me, but anytime somebody else is involved, whether it's a friend, it's family member, it's work, whatever, I'm almost always putting those people first. And though all of those things are important, we still need to have some level of focus on ourselves to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. I mean, that's, that's how we get to the point where we are operating and providing our best selves to the rest of the world and those around us and the people that are important to us. But I mean, ultimately we, I think probably feel maybe a little selfish if we keep that focus on us. And so when all of these things start creeping up around us that, you know, Oh, I got to stay late at work tonight, you know, or I have a friend that needs my help with something or relative wants to get together. You know, the first things that we start looking at pulling apart from our routines and whatnot is all of the little things that we do for ourselves on a day to day basis, because it's easier I think a lot and why I don't know, but I, again, I think it's that, that selfishness piece. So it's easier to take away those things that maybe make us feel a little bit more selfish to replace that then with whatever X, Y, or Z is kind of needing additional time from us. Uh-huh. And, and, and that's tough because it, it does, it, it, it pulls us right out of our routines and, you know, and so I think that, you know, that's where we do have to kind of fine tune our priorities because we know things are going to pop up too. But I think that a lot of that is where we also need to kind of take time for ourselves, right? Plan time for yourself, build that in. And that could be anything that could be just some alone time to really just kind of recoup, refresh, put the phone down, put, you know, turn the TV off, um, you know, no friends, no family during that time. Or it could be the time that you do those things and spend time with people. Maybe that's when you do pick up the phone. Maybe that's when you turn the TV on. Yeah. I mean, everybody's wellness journey looks so different. And, and the way that we take time for ourselves is also going to look wildly different, but plan that stuff in. I mean, we know that life throws us curveballs sometimes and, and, you know, if we have planned into our routine for things to pop up, you know, it, it can be very beneficial and kind of help 
detract from us falling off course. Yeah. And I think too, it's important when you do set aside that time, you know, when you're scheduling your routines or making your plan, um, make sure it's a realistic time for you. I know, you know, a lot of me and my wife's personal time or our time is, is involved with fitness. And I think, you know, for her, she does it at night or in the evening. And for me, I do in the morning. And if I scheduled it to do it in the evening, it's never going to get done because I just don't function that way. I like to get up and get it done in the morning. So make sure that, you know, when you do set those plans and, and you're trying to pencil out your own time, make it a realistic time that, that you can, you know, most likely most of the time make work. Um, I'll use the example of when I was in, um, as a first responder, I, I would get up early. And honestly, the only time during that portion of my life was early morning. I mean, I was getting up at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning and working out and then I go to work. And the reason I had to do that was because the end of the day was so unknown. It could take longer. I could get stuck at work. Um, there's always kids stuff going on and, and dinner and getting the kids to bed. And it just didn't work for my schedule. So I think when you do look at that time, make sure it's very pointed and then that you also guard it. Yeah. hundred percent. Guarding it is one of the biggest things too. You know, when you can find a, a realistic, you know, time for that to occur, I think it's really, really good to try and guard that time. And, and again, going back to the prioritization piece of it is making sure that you are prioritizing what you're willing to allow into that space, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, and that kind of comes to one of the next points though, for us is taking control of your life. It, I, I see this so much, but I, 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 I think that, you know, this ties back to a lot of the stuff that we just talked about here, but I see so many times that people kind of almost let life run them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And I, I think it's, it's kind of a really almost a toxic way of going about stuff, you know, and, and we lose control of, of our own lives. And, and when we talk about wellness specifically, it's, it's a very unhealthy thing to do, you know, is, is letting our life run us versus us running our own life. Yeah. I think it's uh, extremely important and it's so easy to let the circumstances of the day to day kind of take over and you, it's not even like we let it take over. You just kind of forget as you get, get in that grind. And, um, you know, I saw an interesting post the other day. It, it was showing, you know, we work, the average retirement age is like 67 years old. And the average um, age we pass away, I think, is in the late 70s. So if you look at that, you work 50 years for 11 years of retirement or enjoyment or roughly, right? So um, it's one of those things like take control of your life and enjoy your life now because no one is promised anything. You're almost prom- only know you have today. So uh, just kind of taking control and, and allowing your time for that, that wellness. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a big part of the reason why wellness is so important. You know, I mean, not only can many aspects of it kind of perhaps even possibly extend your life, you know, but it's, it's important to live now too. It's not, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be the goal to just work every waking minute so that, you know, when I retire, I can go enjoy my life. 
you should be enjoying life now. And then hopefully you can, yeah, sure. Enjoy it even a little bit more once you are retired because you don't have to work. But, you know, I think working ourselves like a dog, like day in and day out and not being able to enjoy life as we're living it is very detrimental. Yeah, I totally agree. And one of those things that kind of, you know, as you go through this journey and, and kind of fine tune making plans and setting goals and, and your routines, really finding um, things you're passionate about, um, looking for, you know, those items that might help you find more excitement in, in your wellness journey or your, your plans. Um, you know, I can tell you, I, um, when I started a couple years ago in, well, I guess it was a year ago, a little over a year ago, um, doing, you know, looking to do triathlons and, and cycling and that kind of stuff. I'd never done it before. So I, you know, I tried something new and then found it's something I'm actually really passionate about and enjoy. So I think, you know, sometimes stepping out of that box can help, uh, help you find something different. And then, you know, just finding, like I said, the passions to really kind of keep you excited and energized in your journey. Yeah. And I think that, you know, over the course of our lives too, our passions might, you know, change from time to time and that's okay. Um, and I think that's where you have to revisit your prioritization piece of it and see what's most important to you at that time. But I mean, finding passions is such a huge thing because you're right, Josh, like that is like a huge thing that, you know, anytime I'm passionate about something, it, it kind of lights that fire. Right. Mm -hmm. And it keeps me energized. And then when I do those things that I'm passionate about, not only did it kind of light the fire to kind of do it anyway in the first place, but then it just puts me in a really good mood as a whole, Yeah, you know? And then before you know it, I'm, I'm like doing a bunch of other stuff. It, it, it kind of almost lights a fire for productivity and, you know, or wanting to do more or, you know, it, and it depends on what it is, but like, just like you were saying, you know, you tried this new thing, you find out you like it, but that exposes you to so much other stuff too. And so it's kind of a nice way to not only, okay, you found one passion, but now it kind of like probably opens a road or a path to exploring other new things that could also become a passion. Um, yeah. And I think it too, you know, it breaks up that monotony when you can try new things and, and, you know, find new interests or hobbies or little things. Cause I think, you know, when I started the triathlon training, I had just come off losing weight and running for almost two years. And it was, I was to the point, like, I do not want to run anymore, you know, and don't let it, you know, that's what I would say is don't let it get to the point where you're just fed up and you're like, I can't, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. Um, try to find those interests and new things, you know, experiment a little bit here and there so that you can have those things to keep that passion and excitement going. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of, I mean, kind of the whole point of it, right? Like, because, you know, just like that, you kind of got tired and burnt out from running. Right. And, and that's the reality is, is that sometimes we might have something that's good and great right now and we love it. And then, you know, you might start to get burnout from it. And I think that that's why it's so important to kind of like constantly be looking out and seeking out new adventures, new experiences, things like that, because, and finding these new passions, because you never know when something might kind of become obsolete in your life, you know, where it's just no longer working for you. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that 
a lot of people keep doing it because that's all they know. And, and I, I think that when it gets to that point though, like when you're just not having fun with it anymore, it, it's kind of gets to a point where it's not healthy because you're forcing yourself to do something that you no longer really want to do. And though that thing might be say healthy for you or good for your wellness to some extent, it's also not something that's enjoyable anymore. So it's, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword, you know, where it's, it's good and bad on both sides. And that's where, you know, if you can find new things that you're passionate about, um, then it's great. And, and then, you know, there's things like hobbies too, which I think are a good thing to have. Um, you know, and those things can kind of like start to spark new experiences as well. And, you know, when I look at hobbies and passions, a lot of times, like my hobbies are not things that I'm like, overly passionate about necessarily. They might be, um, but they might not be, but I do find joy in them to some extent. And I think it's good to have really just a good mix of stuff. And, you know, a lot of it for me, like I'm constantly trying to find new things that I enjoy. And I think it's, it's those passions and hobbies and trying new things that allows me to find even more. Yeah. I think that that's, that's a great way to approach it. Cause then you always have something, you know, to look forward to or something to pull from and kind of combat the the point to where you get really fed up or, or bored with the other ones. You can always rotate almost and keep, keep yourself excited. Right. And it, and the way that I kind of have it set up is that, you know, a lot of people look at a routine, right. Which we, you know, are huge advocates of having, but your routine doesn't have to be, okay, I wake up, what do I start doing and how do I do it all the way to the end of the day? Right. I mean, that is your typical routine. Yes. And it is good to have one, but you know, when we start, you know, like say talking about making time for yourself, those hobbies, those passions, those things that you do, that doesn't have to, if you like to play basketball, you do not have to play basketball every single day. Maybe it's a weekly part of your routine, you know, like maybe you play basketball once a week or maybe every other week, you know, uh-huh. um, and building those routines like that. And I think that sometimes people get maybe a little overwhelmed building their routine that they don't think outside the box of like, okay, you know, every other week I'm going to go play basketball with some friends or, you know, I'm going to go paddle boarding once a month. You know, there, there's so many different things you can do, but that's why I like having so many hobbies, so many passions, because I can really kind of keep it mixed up and exciting all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a great way to, you know, just not avoid the, the, the mundaneness of, of, um, always, striving for that thing that's going to keep you excited. Yeah. Well, I think that's when we kind of start to experience that burnout with our own, <laughs> yeah. you know, our own stuff that we're trying to do in our own journey. So um, speaking of burnout, I think, you know, one of, one of the biggest things that we can try and do for ourselves is getting good sleep. Um, and I think that when we talk about wellness, a lot of times, um, you know, we jump, a lot to fitness. I mean, fitness is a huge part of, of wellness, right. Is, is, you know, keeping yourself active and and whatnot, which, you know, we've already talked about quite a bit and we'll probably talk about a little bit more in this episode, but I think that 
getting good sleep is is such an amazing thing for our bodies, our minds, both physical and mental. Um, and, you know, I think that is also one of those things that we end up sacrificing a lot for ourselves because when we do maybe get to a point where we've got so much going on or life's a little chaotic or we have some changes here and there, one of the first things to often go is that sleep. Yeah, I agree. And I also think, uh, you know, eating healthy, um, and along with this staying hydrated is very important. Um, as you go through your wellness journey, you know, that balanced diet can help. That's a fuel that runs your body. Um, and being able to, to kind of add that to your routine as far as either meal prepping or, um, kind of taking some of those exigent circumstances out where it would be easy to grab something. If you are able to set time aside to prep that stuff for the week, then it kind of takes that makes that choice easier that, you know, I already have food with me. This is healthy food. I'm not going to stop by and grab a burger from somewhere or, or something else. It might be easier if you don't take that time to, to, uh, schedule it. Yeah. And if you're like me, I love a good burger. So it's really easy if I don't have things kind of pre-planned out and ready to roll. It's, it's pretty darn easy for me to <laughs> slip up and be like, Oh yeah, I'll go grab a, a burger quick, you know? Um, and then, you know, you had mentioned staying hydrated and I think that's good for so many things. I mean, not only, you know, if we're keeping our fitness levels up and staying active and, and what have you, that, that is kind of a paramount thing to be doing is, is staying hydrated. But I think it's good for just so many other aspects of our lives anyway, you know, um, like soda, for example, a lot of times I'll get kind of in a caffeine mode. And if I drink too much soda or something like that, that dehydrates me, you know, and, and the soda starts to replace water sometimes I've noticed. And, and so it's, it's something that, you know, really just drinking a lot of water and, you know, there, there's some challenges out there where you try and drink a gallon of water a day and, you know, I, I love to try and do stuff like that. And I do notice that when I, I take on those challenges for myself, they, they make a huge difference. It's, it's actually quite unreal how much of a positive impact they have on not only how I feel, but just my overall health as a whole. Yeah. It's amazing how even just that little initiative to do it of either the challenge or, you know, my wife has a a massive water bottle that has like different time markers all the way down the front of it. I've so seen you those. try to, you know, drink this much by this point of the day. Um, and it's just that little initiative that can help you. You know, you might not accomplish your whole goal at first, but at least you can, you're going to get closer because you're, you're taking that um, intentional step. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give it a try and at least start somewhere, you know, and, and, and I mean, it, it it's, it's a really good thing to do for yourself. And, you know, it plays into, like I was saying too, like, I mean, it makes you feel good. Like I, it's unreal how good it can make you feel. And for me, when I start talking about staying active in the fitness side of things, um, that's one of the hugest barriers I think that I've run into is if I'm feeling tired and just not motivated, things like that, that's when I start to see kind of the fitness side of things start to maybe fall apart a little bit, you know, and, um, and I think it's just, you know, a lot of this stuff really kind of ties together and. Yeah. And I think too, like talking about staying active, I mean, not everybody is into fitness or, um, likes fitness. And I think that 
you know, even just taking little steps, whether it's you walk more, you're out on a hike more, you go to the park or, or do something outside um, just to get up and moving. It doesn't have to be lifting weights and running and, and all those things, just kind of getting out in the open air and enjoying it um, and kind of getting out of out of the house and out of the, the sedimentary situation can really add a lot. Yeah. Well, and, and that's just it. I think a lot of people look at fitness and, and think that it has to be some sort of thing that they're picturing in their head and that it's got to be this high intensive cardio session or weightlifting or what have you, but it doesn't. A walk can, in some cases, burn just as many calories as a run, and mm-hmm. um, which is kind of insane to think about, but but it's true. And reality is is that you know, you know, doctors I think a lot of times recommend somewhere like what is it like thirty minutes a day or something. I'm not a doctor, so please, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> consult with them. But I think it's like thirty minutes a day they recommend being active they don't tell you what kind of activity, you know, they just, it's the fact of getting out there, taking a walk. It can be a very light type deal, but something is better than nothing. So, and, you know, I think that really with a lot of this, and this is something, you know, I've struggled with a lot too, but is when we start talking about all of this wellness stuff, whether it's, you know, taking time for ourselves or it's the fitness aspect or it's creating a plan and making some goals and setting a routine for ourselves, whatever it is, one of the biggest things that, that I've struggled with and I see a lot of people that I know struggle with is this whole, just making excuses and putting things off. It's, I think so easy for us to do in life and, and, it's funny because I think a lot of times we know what's best for us. We, it's like one of those gut feeling things. Like I know I should go for a run or I know I should go get a workout or I know I should spend, you know, a little bit of time, you know, reading or doing something or meditating or eating better food, but we don't. Yeah. And, and why, you know, and, and it's cause sometimes it's not, necessarily the easiest thing to start doing. And we just make all these excuses and really kind of just end up procrastinating it all. Yeah. I think a lot of times we get in our own way. We know what we need to do. And, um, even just to, you know, maybe be a little more positive or, or, um, like me, for example, I I haven't been working out lately and I, I, I have that itch usually at the time I can't go work out, but, um, it, it's like, I know what I need to go do. And I know that the, the benefits of me getting back on my wellness plan of working out in the mornings and reading in the evenings and, um, eating a little better. And I know the benefits of it, but I still have spent months not doing it. Um, and you know, I, I think for me, it's not in this situation, it's not overthinking. It's just not doing it. Um, taking that first step and, and really pushing myself through the first week to get back in the grind. Cause I usually for me, if I do it for a week or two, then I'm, I'm in it and it's not a big deal. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing, you know, is like, is, is just start doing it. Stop overthinking everything, you know, stop making excuses for yourself and procrastinating. Just take a baby step. Even just start, just do it. 
And usually it feels pretty darn good. Yeah. And I think, you know, some of those, you know, ways to get started maybe, um, or tools to use as you get started really is bottom line, keep a positive mindset. Um, being able to maintain a positive mindset is huge and not letting yourself, uh, maybe get discouraged because you're not where you're at or, um, you know, maybe even get discouraged because you miss one of the new steps in your routine that you want to, wanted to start doing. Um, I think, you know, giving yourself a little grace and being positive can go a long way, especially in the beginning of, of, uh, refining these routine routines again. Yeah. Well, and it, it's so important too to give yourself some grace. It's not going to be perfect. It is going to take some time. You're going to have to baby step, but maintaining that positive attitude is the biggest thing you can do for yourself. Cause it's just like if you want to go, you know, start working out again, right? And you plan to have this 60-minute gym session or something like that. And then you get 30 minutes into it and you're just burnt, you know, and and you have to stop. Okay, that's fine. You know, that is okay. It's expected. It's not going to be right out of the gate, you know. And sometimes I know how I am personally. And sometimes I have to, like, tell myself, hey, we're going to take some baby steps here because I know this is not maybe going to be the easiest thing to get back into. So I plan for a little less time initially. Sometimes I end up surprising myself because I don't, I think that letting that burden go and, and giving myself that grace, I end up doing a lot more than I maybe even intended to. Yeah. And even if you only make half of what you wanted to do, you're still there and you're still doing something. So it's still a positive. Exactly. I think also, um, you know, find the little wins like that throughout the day. Um, and be, you know, set up the, the little, little steps of discipline, I think in the beginning to help you get those wins and then you can just grow on it and grow on it and grow on it and it become easier and easier and easier. Yeah. Well, and for me, this is, this is just something that, that I absolutely love, but think about this. You're trying to maintain a positive attitude, right? You're trying to get back into your routine. You're trying to set your goals for some stuff. I think it is so, so, so important to start your day off on a good note and also end it on a good note too. And and I think that it's those little wins that that can really help kind of achieve that. And like one of the one of the tiniest little things that makes all the difference and it kind of embodies both of those things starting and ending on a good note is to make your bed. <laughs> it sounds weird. There's a book about it. I forget his name. Um, I can't remember his name, ah, I but wish it's I called could. make your bed. See, this is why I should have my phone when we do the podcast because <laughs> I, I could look it up, but, but it is called make your bed. You should check it out. I mean, it's sold everywhere that sells books almost. And and it's such a good read, but, but it's so true is, you know, one of the things I really like is, you know, when you make your bed in the morning, it, you know, as I'm going in and out of the bedroom throughout the day or what have you, I see that nicely made bed. Now, if that bed's not made, it, it almost kind of disgusts me. It gives me that really kind of like cringy feeling because <laughs> I'm like, oh, the bed's not made. I don't like it. And so but one of the things I love too is that it kind of ends the day on a good note. When it is time to go and lay down for bed, you've got this nicely, freshly made bed and it's just really nice. It, it's the smallest thing, but it does kind of start your day off good. It's a small little win and then it's kind of a nice 
small win at the end of the day as well. It's also good because it's discipline. You're committing to yourself. You're going to make your bet every day. Getting up and doing that is already, you know, it's like ticks in your brain, right? So you already have a check mark in your brain like, oh, I, I made this commitment. I made my bed. It's done. Then I'm on to the next one. I'm on to the next one. And then I think in the evening too, if it, let's say your day went off a little bit, it's a reminder that, hey, I still got up and I did my first task of the day. Yep. Um, and then it kind of, you know, you can move on to another little win could be having a healthy breakfast, uh, making sure that you start your day off with good nutrition. Um, and then like, just like having a notepad, another check. Well, I, I set forth to make my bed. I set forth to eat wetter, eat better, sorry. Um, and you just start making little checks and it's almost like building blocks where you can just kind of build up your, your, you know, you're setting your expectation for yourself, but then you're meeting the expectation. And it's, it's simple and, and, um, minute to kind of build it. Yeah. Well, and you know, outside of that stuff, I mean, you could, you know, start your day off by reading for like 15 minutes. I've done that. It always feels really good, especially if I'm reading a book I really like, or that's something motivational, which I really love to read, um, is always a great way to start my day off. Good. Um, tidy up the house a little bit. You know, you can just pick a little area. Like if something's kind of, you know, starting to get clutter built up or, you know, like clean, I don't ever really have a full cleaning day because I like to, well, that's not true because if I'm getting ready for an event <laughs> or something, then I do have one. But, but usually throughout like my mornings and stuff, as I'm eating my breakfast or reading or whatever, in, in between those things, I'll just go pick up or clean a little bit here and there. And, you know, over the course of the week, you kind of cleaned most of the, the smaller stuff or the, you know, things that can turn into a big cleaning session really just took a few minutes here and there yeah. every morning and, and you've got them done. And so I kind of like doing that. It always starts my day off good. And then my house is nice and tidy and feels good, you know? Yeah, and then you can always schedule either a you know a small workout or a walk or or something um, in the morning or throughout the day, and you know I mean with with all the fitness apps and and you know videos you can download online or other Peloton stuff, all kinds of stuff you can find. Um, but there's even you know twenty minute hit workouts or really short workouts or um, little things to kind of again build that discipline and and it's not too daunting where you're trying to do an hour you haven't been doing anything, but start little and then kind of build on it as you go. Yeah. But one of the greatest things too, is that when you start doing all of this stuff and you start going from one checkbox every morning, that's just that small little win to two checkboxes every morning and having a couple little wins mm -hmm. to having three, four, five little wins. And you've only been awake for like an hour. It is a huge motivational factor for a lot of people. And it, it really just gets that, that fire lit underneath of you and kind of gets your day rolling. And in my opinion, and for me personally has always helped set my day off onto the right note, right foot. And I get, get moving. And I, those are some of the best days that I've had is when I'm in those routines and I start my day with a whole bunch of little wins. And yeah, really, you know, it allows you to really reach a kind of a flow state where everything just kind of glides as you keep meeting your own expectations and growing on them and just kind of, you know, 
put you in that flow for work and life. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, a lot of people look at, at that flow state more in, in the sense of accomplishing work. And, and I truly believe it is a state that you can reach within your own life as a whole and um, day to day. And it makes all the difference. So, well, I think it's time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. So today we want to challenge you to take an honest look at your life, your routines, and mindset. Here are a few things to ask yourself. Are there areas for improvement in my life? What changes do I know that I need to make? And am I living my best life to the extent of my current abilities? Yeah, I really like that. And I really like the current abilities piece too, because I think it's such a huge thing to truly look at and and assess what you're capable of currently and, and trying to operate within those constraints. So um, we want to leave you with a quote. Um, and this one is, only you can create a happier, healthier you. Take the first steps towards controlling your life and making it what you want. And that's by yours truly, The Wellness Phenoms. Don't forget to check us out on www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss new episodes. You can also drop a review on the Apple Podcast app. Alrighty, Phenoms. Until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.